Good morning, TFRC. I'm Brett Vriesen. <laughs> I'm Brett Vriesen. I'm the director of youth ministry here at TFRC, and I'm excited to be able to close up a series that we've been doing uh, for the last few weeks called Prayer in the Present Tense. And most of us, when we spend time in prayer, do so making requests to God or maybe praising Him for what He's done in our lives. But what we've been, chall- what we've been challenged to do is uh, look at prayer in a different way the last couple weeks. Uh, the first week we talked about the importance of knowing that God's presence is with us when we pray. And last week we, we learned that it's important in prayer that we give God all of our presence. Well, this week uh, we're going to continue learning, learning that we're not just praying to some God of the distant past. We're, we're, we're going to be praying to the God that's with us right now. I'd like to go back to a verse from last week's passage. It's in Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. And it says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. In that moment, the living God spoke to Moses. And Moses responded with, Here I am. Last week we learned that, that that phrase, here I am, is translated to a Hebrew word called henani. And henani means to be fully present, to be listening. It's important for us to remember that God spoke to Moses because that very same God speaks to us. We just have to be ready to listen to what God has to tell us. It's probably safe to say that most of us in our prayer lives, do, do most, if not all, the talking. But there's another aspect to it. It's not only us who speak through prayer, but God who can speak to us. If you think about it, it's amazing that the God of the universe is willing and takes time to speak with us. But it doesn't mean much if we choose not to listen. If you have your Bibles with you today, uh, please turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 10 through 16. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to read God's Word. And if you wouldn't mind just standing up with me, we have a tradition here where we stand for the reading of God's Word. Uh, just, just because we want to keep a constant reminder that it's to be central in our lives personally and also as a community. We have Jason Schlund coming up to read for us. Jason, whenever you're ready. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? 
He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel Meholah. To succeed you as prophet. Thank you, Jason. And you all can be seated. This passage about Elijah gives us a lot of insight as to how God communicates with us through prayer, but also how we can communicate, how we can better listen to him. Now, a little backstory. The Elijah, uh, the prophet Elijah was a God who performed great miracle, a guy that performed great miracles for God. And in fact, he's coming off of a mountaintop experience where he defeated hundreds of prophets of Baal. But when he got down the mountain, he was threatened by Queen Jezebel. And because of her threatening his life, he went on the run, scared. But along the way, God comforted him, even though he wanted to end it all. And eventually, Elijah found his way to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, which is also referred to as Sinai. God is always trying to speak to us. He speaks to us whether we're on the mountaintops or we're on the run. The question is, are we willing to listen to what he's saying? Are we ready to listen? Are we giving him the opportunity to speak to us? I think there's multiple insights we can take from this passage that will help us learn to better listen to what God's saying to us in prayer. The first is this. There's a difference between hearing and listening. I've got two awesome, crazy little boys, and they wanted to make sure I said their names, Ben and Jack. We call Jack Jack Jackamole, though, um, and Ben Boons. But um, they always have great, crazy things to say. Some of the stuff I wish I would have written down uh, more as, as they were really little. They're still little, but I wish I would have written down more. But they also have they always have something important to tell me, something that's really cool. Or as Ben says, it's super cool. Um, like they love talking to me about the Chicago Bulls. They love talking to me about Legos, about Jurassic World, uh, good guys versus bad guys, and candy. Those are like the main topics that come up. And most of the time, I'm just enthralled by what they're saying. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm listening well. But last week, John introduced a concept called half listening. There's days when life gets hard where we get stressed out and it's easy to not give them your full presence. And last week, uh, John also introduced the word hineni, which means to fully be present to God. Now, one of the worst feelings in the world for me is when my kids are telling me something and I'm not listening, but then I look at their face and I can tell they know I'm not listening. Their little heart, you can see the little hearts break. And it's in those moments where I am motivated to continue listening. It, it helps, helps me realize how important those moments are where your kids are talking to you and you're being present with them. What if we had that same mentality when it came to listening to God? What if instead of putting him in the background or not paying attention to him, we truly cherished 
each moment we had with him, each moment where he spoke to us. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is acknowledging that something's being said in the background or that something's going on, but listening is attentively responding to what's being said. Now, oftentimes God wants to speak to us, but we become so preoccupied with our own struggles and our own stresses that we don't even let him get to what he wants to say. In fact, in verse 11, it says that uh, God asked him to stand on the mountain and, and, and wait for his presence. Elijah heard him, but he didn't listen. And we know that he heard him because later when he heard the gentle whisper and followed, he did that. He followed. But initially, he just heard. Now, earlier in the service, we had Scout Irby lead us in the Shema. He did a great job. And the word Shema means to hear. And that's what the Shema starts off with. Hear, O Israel, or listen. But it's more than just hearing. There's an element of response to that word. It means to listen, to obey as well. Now, in this passage, when it says that Elijah heard the gentle whisper, the word used there is Shema. So it wasn't just this background noise. He was choosing to obey and listen. Where are you right now in your communication with God? Are you attentively responding to what he's saying? Or are you just letting it be background noise? The second insight we have is it's hard to listen until you hanani. I briefly mentioned what that word meant to, to give him all your presence. But just like Elijah, many of us have a lot of different stresses in life. Maybe it's uh, work, maybe it's school, it's relationships, it's sickness, or it's circumstance. But one thing that God did when he spoke to Elijah in the story is he was relentless. He gave Elijah the space that he needed to get to a place where he could be fully present with God. And God will do that with us. We have a lot going on. But it's important that before we listen to him, we need to be fully present, ready to hear what he has to say. If we're going to listen to what God's saying to us, we must be present. Now, Elijah never had this, here I am, verbal commitment to God. But when he listened and obeyed, it was sort of his nonverbal Hanani moment. And we are called to do the same thing. Now, maybe we're not hearing God because we haven't made ourselves fully present to him. That's something to think about. If you've never heard from God before, or if you have a hard time hearing from God, maybe we need to look at how present we're making ourselves to him. Now, something cool that happens later in in the New Testament is there's a guy named Jesus that comes and he dies and he paves the way for us to put our burdens on him so that we can listen to God. The third insight is where we listen for God matters. We often listen for him in big, bold ways, or that's how we want it to be. 
In fact, I don't know what I would do if, if all of a sudden God's like, Brett, Brett. I'm like, yes, God, here I am. You know, I'd be like so excited, like, this is awesome. He's actually speaking to me. But that's not how it usually happens. That's, that's never happened to me. And maybe it's happened for some of you, and that's awesome. But oftentimes, we cannot hear God because we're waiting for him to speak loudly and boldly all the time. When, in fact, in this passage, it says that he spoke to Elijah in a gentle whisper. Maybe we're listening for God to speak to us in the wrong ways. Because I guarantee God wants us to hear him more than once or twice a year. Right? We all have those retreat moments, those camping, uh, uh, summer camp moments where we just feel God and he's speaking to us and it's great and he's loud and he's bold. But he's willing to speak to us all the time. We just have to be willing to listen. We need to make sure that we're giving him a space and a place for him to speak to us. From the time Elijah starts running until the time where he finally encounters God, every single time that God spoke to him, he was in a quiet, silent, and still place. And what's interesting is the Hebrew word used for whisper is demama. Interestingly enough, that word means quiet, calm, silent, and still. Maybe the reason why we're not hearing God is because we're not listening on the platform that he likes to speak. Are we putting ourselves in situations, times of days, where we can just sit, be still, and calm, and listen? Because more often than not, he probably speaks in the subtle than in the bold. The fourth insight is it takes time and patience to listen to God. Elijah wasn't actually able to listen and follow what God asked him to do until quite some time. If you know the story leading up to it, he'd been running for about 40 days. And God had tried to speak to him multiple times. And it wasn't until he he was on the mountain and God still spoke to him a couple more times that he actually decided to listen. And God is willing to wait for us. Like I said, he wants us to be fully present. But we have to be willing to wait for him. Are we, are you willing to wait for the God of the universe to speak to you? Another reason we struggle with listening to God is that we aren't patient enough to just wait and sit for him to show up. Our staff recently went on a staff retreat this winter and uh, we were challenged to spend an hour just alone waiting for God to speak to us. Maybe that intimidates you just like hearing that. I was scared. I'm not really a waiter. I'm more of a let's do this. Let's, let's, let's be proactive with our faith. Let's read our Bible. Let's serve. Let's, let's give. To just sit and wait? I didn't know if I could do it. It literally took me about 30 to 40 minutes getting in my own head, being like, all right, wait, God, speak to me. I wonder if the bulls are playing tonight or not. No, speak to me. Let me wait. Let me. It took me like 30, 40 minutes just to get my heart right. 
But something happened after I did that. I began to notice a few subtle things around me as my head began to clear, as I began to focus on what God might be saying to me. I started noticing there were raindrops falling on the creek. I started noticing that trees were like violently waving in the wind. I began to hear the roar of the wind. And then I realized I don't feel any of this. I was sitting at the base of a tree by the creek. And that is when, in a gentle, subtle way, God said, I'm your shelter. In the chaos of the world, I am your shelter. And that was something I needed to hear in that moment. The God of the universe, in a moment where I sat and I waited and I listened, spoke to me. That kind of blew my mind. I was like, why don't I do this more often? He spoke to me. And he speaks to all of us if we're willing to do the same thing. We just have to give him the space and the place to listen. Before we spent time uh, listening for God, we were given a passage. And this passage is from Lamentations 3, uh, verse 24 through 28. If you have your Bible, I'd love for you to turn there with me. And uh, here's what it says. It says, uh, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. This passage emphasizes that it's important that we wait for the Lord to show up. It also uses the word hope, that we hope, we are, we are optimistic he's going to show up. It's important we wait quietly, all those actions can be hard when we, when we live such a fast-paced life. Have you been able to find time on a regular basis to sit and wait for the Lord to speak to you? Or have we been sucked into the, the habit of just go, 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 go? God is constantly pursuing us and speaking to us through prayer. We just need to listen and give him the space to do that for him to speak to us. Are you finding time to do that? I, I know for me, it's, it's easier said than done because I'm, I'm preaching on it and I'm like practicing all week. I better practice what I preach. And what's been really cool is every time I've gone to him and I've tried to wait, something has been said, maybe semi-insignificant to profound. God has showed up every time I, I did that this week. So why do we need to listen for God? Why do we need to listen to him in prayer? One, because he helps us, it helps us realize that God is present and with us. He, it also, it tells us, he tells us what we need to know. In Elijah's case, he gave him direction. 
told him where he needed to go next. In my case, he comforted me. So maybe he's got a word of encouragement for you or direction for your life or maybe correction for our lives. And third, listening for God allows us to know our God even better, to grow in our relationship with him. Just like any human relationship we have, if one person's doing all the talking, you're not going to really get to know the, know the other person. The more we listen to God, the greater we know him and the greater we're going to grow to love him. Prayer is so, so much more than just making requests to God. It's an opportunity, opportunity for us to encounter the presence of the living God. It's an opportunity for us to give all of our presence to God. And it's also a moment where we can allow ourselves to hear and listen to what the God of the universe wants to say to us. That's a pretty incredible thing for me. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for, for prayer and what it does for our relationship with you. Lord, I thank you for this series and for how it's challenged our perception of what prayer is. God, that we can be in your presence and that we can give you ours and that you're willing to speak to us. God, I pray that maybe this week you, you put it on our hearts to try to just sit and listen. God, help us to grow closer to you through our communication with you in prayer. We love you so much, and it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Let me leave you with this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.